Now, as Strava says, nice. Drink deeply, live fully, and draft good prospects. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives. If you haven't checked it out yet, they are now offering K cups as well as their normal whole bean or ground coffee. So, however you like your coffee, you can get it from them. And you get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 and purchase online. They'll ship it straight to your door so you can keep your quarantine going. You'll be fine as far as that's concerned. Uh, The CBD is non-psychoactive, and it's been known to help a bunch of things like long-term migraines, arthritis, IBS, many other aches and pains as well. It's great for migraines. Yeah, can confirm. The only time I've had it, it it was for a migraine. So. It's really good for that. Can confirm that. Just you remember to use that twenty percent off when you use code DNVR twenty. Why wouldn't you want twenty percent off for I'm doing saying, nothing? Exactly. We're just giving it to you. Here, we're trying to make your life better, and we're doing it at a discounted rate. Also, trying to make your life better. Welcome into the DNVR <laughs> Avalanche podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, with over a thousand different varieties of beer they have. A beer for everyone, and they also have wines and liquors from around the world. They are just kind of awesome. Whatever you want, they have it, and if they don't have it, they can order it for you. You just have to let them know. You can download their app and sign up for their loyalty program to get amazing deals, and they also ship to your house. So highly recommend. Get stuff shipped to your house these days. It's the way to go. What is up, Spencer? He says hi to Kale. Yeah, he's not on camera. Hi, Spencer. He's yeah. not on camera, and he reacted visually. <laughs> he gave you the peace sign. Yeah. So. Good work. Uh, on today's show, we're <laughs> answering your questions and pretending like hockey is still a thing. Yeah. So. We're, we're continuing all is normal for a day. <laughs> At least one day. Next week, it'll get weird, but for today, whatever. I mean, today was up to y'all. Y'all are the one who submitted it's the questions. True. So. It's true. Um. Yeah, let's let's jump right in with with the hockey one to start. Our boy Luke from Winnipeg asks, "Who would the Avs like, or who would you like the Avs to offer sheet this summer? And if it worked, how does that shape the lineup?" Obviously, alluding towards Anthony Sorelli in this case. Yeah, I mean that's it, right? I mean Max Domi. They've got too much space. They would just match. You think? Yeah, they would just be like Carolina. With with Aho, where they're like, thanks, we're gonna match. thanks for doing all the work for us. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah. it would just be Sorelli. Who else is up near the cap at this point, really? Even <laughs> Vancouver. We can, yeah, they're they'll, they'll they have a bunch of cap freeing up at the end of the year, though, kind of. So. Yeah. yeah. Without having cap friendly in front of me, I'm yeah. All all the teams that. Are near the cap, have a bunch coming <laughs> Washington's off. Washington's old. Arizona has Hall falling off. Toronto has their entire defense falling off. Yeah. St. Louis has Petrangelo. I'm really surprised that's not done. Yeah, you you would have thought they would have been on that. But yeah, I'm surprised that's not done. No, I think Sorelli makes the most sense because defensively they're fine and they've got the young reinforcements that they can that they can slot in. Uh, and move out some of the other guys, whoever they choose to do. Uh, Sorelli would make perfect sense. He would give them an elite defensive uh, forward. Yep. That, that top I mean, six hole. Well, yeah. and, and and put him next to Nachushkin. And you have, you have two-thirds of an elite 
defensive stopping unit that like you just hard match them and you take Nathan McKinnon away from top lines and you hard match your defensive guys yeah. against the McDavid's of the world and you let McKinnon go run buck wild on anybody else. So makes sense to me. I mean, that's to me, that just seems like easy peasy. Uh, Spencer says Barzal. There's zero chance he's leaving the island, I would imagine. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. So he's a little overrated, though. A little. Definitely. The, the rookie year where he played next to Tavares, obviously, is blew what up people, expectations a little. Yeah, bit, exactly. Yeah. And then and then the combination of trots and the I want to I want to play two one hockey. Right, right, like, right. Um, but Different no, he's style, yeah. he's a little he's a little overrated. I think Pulak is a little underrated. I just can't bring myself to love Pulak. Really, uh, I he's not a top pairing guy. Yeah, um, and he wouldn't like he wouldn't fit in Colorado. I just think that like that's just an I, underrated at, defenseman. At that this I point, like. would any defenseman fit in? No, Colorado? there's <laughs> like like Petrangelo. Like right. you and I have talked. We've had that conversation where we're like, yeah, that's a guy you would have to talk about if he hit the market. I mean, could you imagine just taking Petrangelo off St. Louis and dropping him onto Colorado's roster? Just, oh, hey, free. Easy money, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't even care how he ages. You just wounded them mm-hmm. so badly. What's up, Nick? Uh, Barzell is 2C. Yeah, it would be real nice, but also not realistic. Yeah, well, and then, like, we can do a new hook. The like, bar is opening at 530, yeah. Nick. Uh, but it is still opening, so we got that going for us. Yeah, we're honestly just kind of hanging out today until that point. Um, the no- another question from Luke here. All of our uh, subscribers asked like multi-point questions today. Nice. So if you w- aren't a member yet, they figured out. Yeah, we we always give our members priority with questions. So if you're right. not a member or you didn't ask your question on the dnbr.com, be sure to do so in the future to make sure um, it gets answered. They're but, like, we've got I've got six questions. We're gonna yeah bullet points, baby. Uh, the next question is, would you guys extend Vlad Nemesnikov at the expense of the current top nine forwards, or would you rather move on and, and deal with getting a top six forward and free agency, et cetera? And honestly, we could probably do a whole pod about this question yeah. because the way he had played in the last since he joined the team, it's really hard not to sign him right now. He playing oh, assuming price is reasonable and all of that. He's being That's where it excellent. gets to be a problem is that he's going to want 4 million right. and Colorado's not going to going to pay 4 million for a guy that's like middle six realistically. Right. Yeah. Like he could be your sixth top six forward who can kind of move around and then he's more, you know, you have Donskoy and I guess to a lesser extent Comper as like 30 to 40 point guys. Yeah. And Nemesnikov just adds to that. Natushkin adds to that. Um, if you do that, though, then you're having the conversation of where do you put Martin Kaut? Right. The It's already so tight, and they've already yeah. made their bed with some of those contracts with Don's going confer. Yeah, well, well, and like those are fine, right? But right. then it's like but it's you like you also have Belmar, you guys, also have right. Calvert. Yep. Um, and then you're trying to what I think given what's happening at the goaltender position right now, they might want to do that because they want to try to entice Seattle to take a forward. Like, hey, we've got some good forwards to offer up. Comfer is going to be the right age, like the right. He's going to be a very, very intriguing player for yep. them to try and build around to try and keep them away from Colorado's goalies. But 
at the same time, that still happens in 2021. That's right. still a, a, over a full year away. But that's what I'm like. If you if you do that with the idea of if you bring Nemestikov back with the idea of trying to entice Seattle to take forward, you leave a Jost or you leave a Comfer hanging out there for them. Yeah, that I think is more intriguing than them taking either one of the goalies. I would think so. And that might be one of the things you bring him back to do is help help beef up the forward court to get to that point. Well, and you can have some other conversations too there. We've talked about this before. Can you look for moving on from like a Belmar to find room for Nemesnikov or something yeah. like that? So Only having one year left on that deal and knowing that he has been an amazing fit in the locker right. room. And Obviously, like, it's really if he, hard. But. If he ends up as like your 13th forward next year, You've somehow gone from him being like your tenth forward this yeah. year to your thirteenth forward next year. Like that means you're just continuing to improve and get better for sure. And if Nemesnikov comes in and is a part of that, I'm okay with that because he has played a lot of center in the NHL. He doesn't do it now, hasn't done it in a few years, but is capable of it. So you could have that conversation if you wanted to try him there. Versatility always just gives you more options. And, and that's, I mean, he has proven to be extremely versatile yeah. this time here. So. He was traded for a fourth-round pick, yeah. and he's the highest-scoring uh, guy at the from, de- the deadline, from the deadline yeah. right now. And it's like, this is why I'm saying, dude, Pierre Dorian's not going to take Sackick's calls anymore. <laughs> I wonder who called who on that one. But, um, All right, so it's going to be a tough situation, clearly. Yeah, uh, that's a decision that I think could very well go either way at the end of the year. I don't expect him back personally. Okay. So my expectation is no, but he continues to play this way, and not. I mean, he makes the case for it, but he also makes the case that somebody else will give him a top six job. That's and tr- pay him that way. That's true. So you know, this is sort of the double edged sword here of like he continues he's playing to produce so well that yeah right, and you know now that obviously he's he will not get the last of the regular season games without McKinnon to try and beef those stats up anymore. Um, it's a very small sample size. Somebody would have to yeah, buy on. That's true, but I, people have bought on less in the past, so yeah. you never know. Uh, and if there's a playoffs, then right, you you'll know, get a whole bigger sample size to yeah. to work with. Yeah, maybe. Um. All right. Next question. We'll we'll move on as as that one seems kind of pretty set. Spencer asks, "Long live esports." Want to share what you guys will be watching and streaming during the sports hiatus? Oh, watching. I don't know anything about the new Riot game either. I don't know if you do, uh, Valorant. For anybody looking for something to watch, if you're a fan of sci-fi at all, Altered Carbon Season 2 just dropped uh, on Netflix. The first season is incredible. The second season is still really good, and it's my favorite sci-fi show that's been made in years. If that's your type of thing, I would recommend filling your void because there's two seasons to binge. Filling your sports void with that. Two seasons helps. Yeah. Um, Stuff to watch, man. I I don't know. I watch everything, so it's just like whatever. All right, well. I think he's talking about esports specifically. Yeah, I I mean I watch Twitch every day. Yeah. So uh, I, always the Dota Minor just ended. The Dota Major next Dota Major is coming up. That's what I'm going to be watching. Um I mean the league regular season is going on. Yeah. I, I the spring split and all that stuff. I watch all that stuff. Yeah. So. I I usually don't watch league. I watch Dota. I think we both watch GSL when we happen to be up late at night. Yeah. Um 
Well, and the schedule for it is so so erratic these yeah. days. It's really it's a lot. Like we, I really have to plan for it right. more than anything else. But I like to go back when I'm like, oh look, GSL. Like I'll yep. go back and I'll binge all of this, all of the, the rounds or whatever, stage or whatever. Yeah, yeah on uh, on YouTube and stuff because, and it it eliminates a lot of the nonsense of the regular broadcast where you're kind of just waiting around downtime straight up yeah yeah and well because starcraft games are so slow or they're so they're so fast and uh the uh the downtime is feels so slow that it yeah. watching them on youtube you can just click ahead to click, the games click, click. yeah <sighs> they always have the markers and stuff and you're yep, just like yep. game start game start game start game <laughs> start it's, it's a very nice process now when you see uh someone's six pool and you're just like okay <laughs> I like watching those though. Like you it's like so it's so hard to cheese in this current iteration I, of yeah, StarCraft that it's like when somebody gets ballsy and is like it I'm cannon rushing your midline. It's like yeah, so yes, yes, yes. I mean, well, we'll see. Well, I like the variation. It sucks when you watch six ZVPs in a row and they run the same exact each, like, each guy runs the same oh, exact build. going roaches into lurkers again yeah, and right. they're going to ball up and get to four base. Right, and it's <laughs> like, "Oh, hey, look, they're Making the Colossus, and although people don't make Colossus in the current, uh, yeah, not in the meta right now. Yeah, which is too bad because they're such a cool unit. I hate Colossus. Colossus are the worst. Spoken like a Zerg player. Exactly. Spoken, exactly spoken like a Zerg right. player that's had a lot of games ruined by a bunch of lasers. Yeah. You get you try to run up any ramp, and half your army just disappears. Yeah. Well, you know, get good, son. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's what. That's what you guys. That's why. You, watch. That's why you make roaches. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in a, in the hiatus of sports, what you should watch is AJ and I be terrible at video games. Yeah. Because it's coming. We're gonna play a bunch of different stuff here. Yeah. So it's gonna be real bad when I uh, Rocket League night is gonna be rough. Trust for me. I can carry him. Trust yeah. fam. I got. He's this. that's the one that you watch his stream that night. <laughs> and you just be like, and you'll just see my little car doing things on the field, and you'll be like. <laughs> Yeah, it does not look like a fun stream to watch. <laughs> Are we going to pit the beats against each other in Rocket League? Because oh, I think that's what I'm we so should down. do. Does anyone else in this company play Rocket League? Uh, there's a couple of, but I think the Nugget, like, I think Brennan's pretty good at Rocket League, if I remember correctly. And We're going to end up. I know Guy is really good at lock, Rocket League, so, like, there could be some competition. Right, we're drafting Guy into the Avs then. All right, that's uh, you guys should probably do that. <laughs> don't draft me. I don't play Rocket League, so. I, I mean, I don't either. This is the thing. That's, it's just we gonna we be are totally going to end up with like a Madden franchise mode throughout the entire company where we all just like roll in on a certain day of the week and yeah, but like a lot of us out. a lot yeah. of us play Madden, so like that'll actually be See, really I fun. Don't play Madden. I haven't. I you know the only time I played uh, Madden was at the boss's house one day. Oh really? Why was just hanging? But you're out. like inherently good at video games, so I feel like you'll pick see. It up I quick. get that reputation. I'm not though. I'm not just like good at video. I just play video games, especially sports games, are a whole different animal. Yeah, I a lifetime of playing Madden means that I can pick it up and I can kind of I know what I want to do. Just don't ask me to play defense. I've never understood it. I don't get it. Playing offense rocks. But playing defense sucks in football. I don't yeah, like that's it. why you play the quarterback mode. The only, where you don't have to play defense. The only yeah, exactly. game I could play defense in was uh, NFL Blitz, where you there is no pass interference, so you just it was awesome. Tackle so, switch and dive, switch and dive, switch and dive, switch and dive, switch and dive. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's the honest to God. What video gaming is missing is the adrenaline sports games. Straight up, like the adrenaline sports games that used to be there, the NFL Blitz, NHL hits. 
Uh, the NBA Street. MLB Slugfest. Yeah, oh, NBA Street Slugfest. was such a good game. The Slugfest was – and the other street games, like NFL Street, was kind of lame. NFL Street was and good like, that one year where they had Vic in NFL Street where you could just do whatever dominant. you wanted. He was literally like a superhuman. I think that was like <laughs> NFL Street like 2003. I it think I played that on my sucked, PS2. dude. Like it was – you just got Vic and you were like, all right, now I just dominate. You're like, now I win. Like <laughs> – but yeah, like the the adrenaline, you know, like everybody loves NBA Jam. Why are those games just no longer? Why do why do people just not want to buy them, or why do the companies not want to make them? There's got to be a, a licensing, or there's got to be something like NCAA well, football just disappeared, and everybody understands why. Where did the adrenaline games go? The adrenaline it, sports games go. Some of it is licensing because most of the major sports leagues have the single license with EA now. Yeah, two K. Um, and the other side of it is honestly, it's just way easier to copy paste last year's game instead of making an entirely new one so and the downside of video games becoming big business is that companies stop taking risks financially it becomes more about the dollar value right it's why you see more franchises and fewer ips yep this is a great transition to get to our next question so i'm taking it while i can uh this comes from compass blog a bunch of questions but a couple of them are pretty quick and straightforward Number one, do the players get paid during this hiatus? Oh, I mean, I responded to that on Twitter. Oh, did you? And I told him, I I don't know, but I will try and find out. Uh, I mean, ultimately, they're due what they're due for the season, I believe, no matter what. So yeah, I think I think they do. But the question of escrow and how they handle the escrow and how they want to manage all of that, because if I'm if if I'm Ryan Graves right now, you know, like Nathan McKinnon's fine, right? Like whatever. He's made his. He's made the five million dollars already. If I'm Ryan Graves right now, I'm like, hey, I need this money. <laughs> yeah, like where my green? I want to <laughs> keep keep mailing them checks, guys. Well, so, what do you what do you do with the guys who keep getting called up and sent back? I mean, those are two very different pay scales. Does it just end up where what the roster was when play was stopped? I mean, cut was sent back down. Okay. Yeah, so, but O'Connor was still up and things like that. That's what I'm saying, yeah. though. There's, like, other guys that that applies to. Well, I he mean, was still on the roster, and he was going to be right, on right. the roster. So he would get his NHL check. The guy that got, like, Cout would get his AHL check. Um, what happens on conditions for traded draft picks, uh, such as, I assume lottery protections and all that stay in place, but things like if a player plays X amount of playoff games or something like that, well, we have to see. We don't know because the if they have could a, if, still happen, if yeah. they have a regular playoff, then those conditions play out normally. Yep. And then, what date do you think is the no turn back date, or or the date that the season becomes fully canceled? Uh, I think if they're not back by June first, yeah. Then I think that that's probably knowing that July first is free agency and that they have the draft and the awards. Uh, if they're not even playing games by June first. Uh, and if it doesn't look like there's any optimism of them getting back anytime soon, like if they're not playing games on June 1st, but they're getting ready to and like, hey, we're going to resume on June 5th or whatever, then OK, fine. But like by June 1st, if it, there's if there's been no major movement on it by June 1st, I think we're it's done. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's an off season still has to exist. kind of. Yeah. So. And you still need to give players uh, their summers off and stuff like you can't. And the contract you, issues that would come up with that and all that, right? Well. With the with the contracts expiring on July first, yeah. I, I mean, for that, I'm assuming that there's there's a legal remedy that they could do for that, because players don't make money during the postseason anyway, right? So that's not it's not their regular 
contract that they would be Displayed abiding it. by anyway. It, so it, there's some pretty weird legal issues with that of playing for the team while not under contract, though. That would right. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm sure that there would be something where yeah. it would be like, hey, you guys have to sign something that says, you know, this this is like a formal extension of your contract until the end of this season, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then if you were to play into July, like say they, they, they do come back and they play into the end of July. I mean, do they then just, the off season takes place in August. The draft is in August and all that. Do they come back in September? Do they move that back into late October for the start of next season? Do you play a truncated season next year? Like there's so many questions that you would have to answer. Um, in the trickle down effect of of it, whereas if they were to just cancel this season, and you're just, you're just like, okay, well the off season then runs as normal, and then we have our regular schedule Back to status quo. Exactly, yeah. you know the the prospect tourney in Arizona goes off as normal. It leads right into training camp in September. Season starts on October eighth. Yeah. You know what whatever it ends up being. So yeah. It's a lot of questions because if they do try to force it to come back, and they're they're like, "Hey, we we want this to come back," um, and if they're not back by June first, then really tough. the trickle down effect becomes major, major trickle down effect. I will say the rumors that have been flying around is they are they really want to have the playoffs happen from the sound of everything. Yeah, and of course they do. Right. Yeah, I mean, why? Well, for a million reasons, you want the playoffs to happen. And when I say a million, I'm talking about all the money that the owners are thinking about when they're talking about gate receipts and yep. the extra revenue. Because, you know, they're, they've are they given up however many home games they had left on their schedule. They've lost that. You know, for the Avs, they, they, I think they had, I think they were at eight home games and four road games remaining. So the Avs, if they end up with no more regular season games, the Avs get screwed a little bit there. You know, KSC is going to get, they're going to take the shaft on that one. But if they're able to make it up with with full playoffs, then you live. All right. It's not ideal, but and and in in terms of hockey related revenue and all the you know everything that comes in with the cap and does the NHL operate off of revenue share um, like some of the other leagues do, yeah. or is it individual? Okay, it, it's so shared, yeah. the playoffs would benefit bringing the playoffs benefit back would benefit the whole league not yes. just the teams that would qualify yep. okay and i think it would have salary cap implications and all those things as well accounting yep. uh, for the hockey related revenue that they use to calculate all of that stuff so it benefit it's it's in everybody's interest for that to happen but obviously i think june 1st is probably the cutoff date where they get to that point if it's not back yet then you're you've complicated i mean you've got european games scheduled for next year what are you going to do with those so you know the abs are going to be in. Uh, the abs are supposed to be in Helsinki for Halloween next year, yep. and it's like, is that now? What do you do? Right. It, it's way easier to have it set in stone. Right. Anyway, like the just continue to follow the schedule that you've already established. Yep. So, I'm tend to agree with you. I think the expectation is. June first is really when they have to go off by. Now they have God, said so far away. they have said they're looking for unique 
versions of the playoffs. They're willing to get creative to make it happen, but we'll get into that in a second as it is time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery as the official beer of DNVR. I'm sipping on their new Encore beer right here, right now, as a little bit of a pregame before we head to the bar to have some more Breck brews. He just wants 50% off that lift ride. Straight up. Now, this is how I get home as I bring this with me. Uh, that. By the way, the Encore does give you 50% off your lift ride. I'll tell you, I will be using one of those codes tonight. I have no intentions of driving home after tonight. <laughs> True facts. I mean, you got to party when you're opening a bar in the quarantine of the world, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, the, while the world is worried about self-quarantining, we are packing people into a yeah. bar to celebrate. Speaking of which, we would love it if Everything. you come out. Obviously, you know, if you're not comfortable going out right now, totally yeah. understand. Be safe. Be smart. But if you want to come hang out, talk some hockey with us. If we don't answer your question on this podcast, we'll be happy. <laughs> Track to, us down in person. Yeah, we'll answer it for you in person happily. Yeah, yeah. not quite the grand opening massive party we were gonna we were hoping yeah. for, but we'll all be there. We'll be hanging out. So come chill with us. Yeah. So looking forward to it. And you know, barring the end of the world, this is gonna blow over eventually. And the bar will still be there. Yeah. So we'll get back to we'll watching sports. We'll still be here. and We'll still be watching sports Sports will there. eventually resume. Yeah. And you just hope that they don't cost the Avs a cup. Don't even say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Back into the questions. I didn't write down who wrote this one, so apologies to whoever you are. But Street Fighter 2 or Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter. I did not like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, see, I I have to go off the the agenda here. I'm a Tekken guy. Uh, I knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I as soon as I saw the question, I was like, yeah, I bet he plays Tekken. Yep. This is the least surprising. Played thing. Tekken growing up. The answer is Mortal Kombat. Okay, so we have three different answers here what? for <laughs> a two part for for a two answer question. <laughs> and which characters did you play? Um, Street Fighter. I always played. Uh, I always played Ryu. Um, when they introduced Akuma, I played him. Um. Yeah, uh, the, I, was, I I tried to play. Uh, who was the American who threw the guile? Oh, okay. Yeah, Sonic Boom. Yeah, that was the only reason I liked to play him because <laughs> I liked the way he said Sonic Boom when he did it. I thought that was cool. Good to know that you're vanilla in your fighters as well. I played Jan and Tekken, so. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, my friends and I played. Um, back on the Dreamcast days, we played Dead or Alive. Okay. Yeah. But that was really short-lived um, because I didn't like that friend very much, so we didn't go over. To, I didn't go over to his house very often. Wow, it's gonna throw him under the bus like that. Yeah, I don't mind if I throw that guy under I the mean, bus and plow over it a few times. If we're being real, the the fighting game that I played growing up with friends was Smash Brothers. Yeah, ours <laughs> too. Yeah. So I mean, everybody. We were the we were the melee age. Yeah, for so sure. So we would just have entire parties where all we did was play those sixty-four person tournaments and. Yep. Against the level 10 CPUs. Yep. And then, yep. of course, the final rounds was all us against each other. And it was just, it, it, it got physical on screen and off. <laughs> so it was it was a very intense experience when there were like seven or eight of us. and Going ham. Yeah. yeah and I was not good. I did not learn yeah, how to actually play Smash Brothers. I was never a great Smash player either. I, the, the game after that was the one where I picked up Smash and figured out how to play. And I became a wolf main. And oh, Of course you would be a wolf main. Yeah. Well, wolf was interesting wolf was like i'm not fox but i want to play a good character <laughs> well he was he was so different from fox though like he, he really wasn't like fox was really really fast not in brawl 
I mean, he was uh, he's still Fox, but it wasn't like it wasn't absurdity. I mean, that he, he was, was. Yeah, right. Like he and there was no like wave dashing. Yeah, and there was none yeah. of none of the nonsense that made him broken. Um, but no, I I loved Wolf. I just it just fit my style. I was always a very defensive player. So fair. Uh, has Kale McCarr met your expectations thus far? Yeah, exceeded them, I would no. say. No? No, he hasn't really? won the Conn Smythe yet. No, oh, fair. All right. Yeah, sorry. They had to cancel the season because Kale McCarr was going to win everything. They so. had to cancel the season to ensure that Quinn Hughes got the yeah, Calder. That's my up. conspiracy theory straight is that up. they were like, no. After that performance he put on, they were like, no way. We've got to try and give Vancouver something. <laughs> we're trying to We're trying to pigeonhole it so that Vancouver is the first team uh, since Boston to have back-to-back Calder winners. Which is adorable because even and having still be bad, and I was gonna say <laughs> they're still gonna miss the playoffs. Having Pedersen and Hughes, they're gonna miss the playoffs because McCarr and McKinnon are just better. They're both better. It's facts. And anybody that tries to give me any of this nonsense about their defensive impacts, watch what Colorado's defense looks like without Kale McCarr. Because you want to talk about defensive impact and how it the the impact of a player and how he shapes an entire unit. Vancouver's Vancouver's defense sucks with Quinn Hughes. Colorado's with Kale McCarr, very, very good defense. Without Kale McCarr, very average. With or without Quinn Hughes, Vancouver sucks on defense. Seems, I mean, the McCarr one, pretty obvious. Talked about the game. He had a bad game and had three points right. involved and, in all and, the outs. And the game-winning goal. Yeah. The NHL still hasn't changed it, but that's probably because they all went home. Yeah. And they're not the the guy that they have designated to, to look at those things in the middle back, of the night. Yeah. yeah, is not doing his job. <laughs> I hope he still has his job. Shout out that guy. <laughs> yeah, I hope everyone still has their job. But real, I mean, but, really, like Kale McCarr has met expectations. He's yes. he's, been he's, he's unbelievable. The uh, shout out Evan for actually predicting the fifty points out of Kale. Yeah, I bit too hard on history. Yep. So, the kid's special. That's all there is to it. Yep. Uh, next question comes from Mary Pace. We've kind of already answered this in parts so multiple times over the year, but what comic book hero alter egos would Avs players be? And she also included Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. As oh, my well. God. So That's too many characters. I mean, Landeskog is, is always going to be Thor. Like, uh, Yeah, it's the easy. It doesn't really change anything. Um, I feel like he's not quite there yet but as bednar begins to gray more and more like steadily gonna become gandalf <laughs> better the gray yeah he'll eventually become bednar the white Dude. <laughs> okay now everyone's gonna be mad at me because of the movies but uh if you take captain fury from the comic books and you put an eye with like the silver streaky hair and you put an eye patch on jared bednar there's some similar looks there. You think he's Nick Fury? Yeah. I mean, like, the comic book Nick Fury that had, like, streaky white hair and an eye patch, And not Sam Jackson, obviously, which is a very different character, which is just Sam Jackson being Sam Jackson, which I love. Is their okay. defense the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. then, or? Nice. Nah, yeah. Kale McCarr could be Captain... Nah, he's not Captain America. He's Canadian. Captain I Canada, can't say yeah. that. But Captain Canada is a real character, and he sucks. So. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Belmar would be Deadpool. That's a great pick. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> can see that. <laughs> big uh, Big Z's got to be. Uh... Oh, who would Big Z be? <laughs> He's Colossus. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> who he is. Hundred <laughs> percent, especially the version of Colossus from the first Deadpool movie. Yes. Oh, I'm trying to think. 
Who would, well, we haven't picked I, Mac though, and you gotta I, pick Mac. Boy, I really don't know. Yeah. I don't either. I, part of me wants to say Spider Man, but he doesn't have that quippiness to him. Yeah, he doesn't nah. have the obnoxiousness yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I like Spider Man, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Which one? You're, you're young enough where you uh, probably well, didn't. well, like I, I mean, I like I've read like Spider Man's my favorite superhero, so like I've read every iteration that exists. Um, Miles is my guy. Miles, I love Miles Morales. Um, I'm a really big fan of the TV show that was on Disney XD when I was a kid. Yeah, too young. Uh, <laughs> Tobey Maguire ruined. Tobey Maguire was good. Spider-Man I like Spider Man no, Two. I think is still even even though it no. hasn't aged super well. Spider Man Two is the best Spider Man movie no. ever been made. You're wrong. Um, and the Andrew Garfield ones are garbage. <laughs> I like that the Andrew Garfield ones tackled the the they started to touch on uh, him killing MJ. Big Z is Bane and Mac is Batman, according to the chat. Nah, I don't see it. I. The one I wanted to say was Burakovsky is Cyclops because he shoots lasers. Nice. That's. That's a. a stretch for me. Yeah, I, I'm I, thinking more. I like, knew you would say that. I'm thinking more like personality-wise, for because sure. like, because, yeah, I tell you. You know, Mac who, is a little bit Wolverine-ish if we're talking personality. Maybe. Yeah, I thought about it, but yeah. it's like he's not an anti-hero. And Wolverine, not yet. Like, well, I mean, like Wolverine does like a lot of bad stuff because it's yeah, a means to an fair. end. That's fair. And I guess you could say that, like, what McKinnon did to Quinn Hughes when they were in Vancouver <laughs> was pretty bad. <laughs> he does a lot of bad stuff to NHL defensemen <laughs> as a means to an end. So maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Um, like comic book characters. I mean, I'm really struggling here, um, because I I would need a lot more time to really look at like yeah, a big roster. Yeah, you'd have roster. to think about it a lot. Is Tyson Jost Iron Fist? I mean, <laughs> physically. <laughs> he looks a lot like Danny oh, Rand. Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a good one. Yeah, I've got he a looks good a lot one. Like Danny uh, Rand. Sam Gerard for Moon Knight. I feel like that's a good fit. Okay. Are you familiar with Moon Knight? Yeah. Are you sure? I think that's a great fit. Sam Gerard has one personality. What's wrong with that? I mean, Moon Knight doesn't. He yeah, has but three. Like, I understand that, but like, I'm just saying, like, play style with like, well, I don't know. I guess, that's I guess, fits if to you, me. I guess, if you really, really, really wanted to make that work for me, you could say that Sam Gerard has the psycho killer personality that wants to, uh, that wants to go after. Debrin cat. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's been an angry little guy. Yeah, he's year. been a little well, angry saying, this year. And then so you've like, got the, I don't know, I think it works. I don't think he's got the cab driver personality, though. Yeah, that's probably fair. He's got the other the other two I think you yeah, can yeah, yeah. stretch to make work. I don't think it's even a stretch. I don't know that he has the cab driver. He definitely has the rich guy personality. Oh, though. for sure. The, the, that He's got that down, but he does not have the other... And, and even it, outside of Debrin Cat, he doesn't even he doesn't have the. the but those have been some of the most one. fun right. moments this year. I know you so d- random. I know so you random, said but so fun. Belmar is Deadpool, but are he and Calvert the Wonder Twins? Um, that could be Cout and Francois. Uh, nah, they're not twins. That's more like a. I mean. Belmar and Calvert are twins. Well, sure, but they they synergize extremely well. 
Okay. Fransos and, and Cout is like a mentor or like relationship. Like Fransos is Professor X or something and I don't know. I don't know. Fransos and Cout they've gotta be like BFF. And then Kamenev is Forget Me Not. <laughs> nice. That's just harsh. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I'm not a superhero, Gregor, but Sam is absolutely the Tasmanian devil. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. One this more gonna, question. It's going to bother me. The Count and Francois, like, I can't quite what, put what my finger they? on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, he can think about it while we get to our next question, which comes from 2968ATL. Uh, last week, this was the guy who gave us the wrestling question. Oh, jeez. A uh, little bit tamer this week. Uh, name... Excuse me. Name your five NHL abs players that you would take if you're building an NBA crossover league with the NHL. Uh, all players are in peak physical form, so no injuries count. And who's coaching? Current or former, by the way. Oh, jeez. Yeah. God, now I've got to open it up. You can you can go current if you want to make it easy. Oh my gosh. Um. I mean, Miko is a giant human being. Like, this is the thing, though, is that even at 6'5". This is an NHL-NBA crossover league. So I assume you're playing other NHL teams in the NBA. So everyone but okay. Boston and Chara is about on an equal footing here. Yeah, and Tyler Myers. Yeah, fair. Um, Dude, I really... Let's see. Uh, I'm. I would take EJ. Yeah. Although I worry about the knees and the jumping, and the impact that that has. I think he'd be all right. Um. Neither of the goalies. I don't think. No. I wouldn't take Miko. I feel like Sam would be a good point guard. I do too. I'd take Miko though for sure. Uh, he's too clumsy. But he just back people down in the paint with his butt all day long. This is why I have this like, why I have EJ. Run two. I mean, work for play David some, Robinson and Tim Duncan. Play some small ball. We're not a three-point shooting team. Yeah, I would I have McKinnon on there? I don't know that I would. I don't know. I mean, he's a fantastic golfer. Yeah. I would assume that he's also just a really good all-around athlete. You would assume so, like, but... McKinnon is the guy. You just never really know, though. Like, talking completely with no knowledge, McKinnon feels like the guy who thinks he's a baller and, like, just throws up bricks. <laughs> like, Yeah. You know you know who I want on my bench waving the towel in the Wancho role? Is who? Matt Calvert. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That guy, that's what I, yep. Calvert and he's on my. He's on every sports team ever. Calvert and Belmar are the Sully squad, for sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's those, yeah. Uh, I want Ian Cole. Yeah. Because yeah. I need my defensive stopper, and, and that would guy would. mean, yeah. I feel like that guy would just threaten to eat somebody, <laughs> and he would just channel his inner torment. For and sure. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, boy, the coach, who would I have as coach? Boy, that's a tough one. Maybe Grubauer. 
because I think that personality would match. The, like German, like, very hard style coach. Well, and yeah. like like no nonsense, yeah. like no sugar coating, like very different culturally. Where he's just like, we played bad tonight. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like he would walk in, and his his like post game speech would be like, "You were good." <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Get some sleep. See you at practice. Definitely. And that would be it. One hundred percent. See that. Yeah. And I could. I think. I think that that would resonate with some of the some of the guys that we're picking. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to. No Nachushkin. I don't think. Nope. No Zadorov. No Furkovsky. Not Big Z. Probably not Kale. Hmm. Yeah. Me. I. Kale would be in consideration. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I think I think I would have to consider Makar, just because that's a personality you don't bet against. Yeah. Boy, tough, tough question. Yeah, Comfer would also be a guy that I would consider. I think I'd take Makar before Comfer, but I I like the 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 kind of the attitude for sure. You know. Yeah. All time abs, I really don't know. Oh, I really don't know. There's so many. Like it like Ian LaPerriere and Lappy wouldn't be a good basketball player. Come on. Get out of here. Can I search Avalanche players by height? You just go to hockey reference and look for their all time oh, roster and true. sort it. Avalanche all time roster. I guess we're just gonna We're do going this. in. We're, we're doing this live. We've committed now. So Bill O'Reilly would be proud. Deal with it. This is not your all-time roster. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously Forsberg's on your team. Oh, I like that dude would just bulldog into yeah. the paint every single play. I like, think I think Forsberg, Lemieux, and Deadmarsh are obvious answers. I'd worry about Lemieux fouling out like a little bit too often, but I mean, you're only making a starting lineup, right? Like, doesn't mean that's your whole team. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, you can have a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Other teams are going to be in the bonus a lot, but that's um, fine. I think Lyles would be another guy I would consider. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just a natural distributor, really well liked, smart guy, knows how to run a team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you, any consideration for Barry either? Nah. Same, I mean, same concept as Lyles. I don't know which one I would prefer in a basketball setting. I mean, I knew, I know Barry played some with McKinnon. What about what about Rob Blake? That's, uh, I mean, if you're not taking Miko, you can take Blake for the big behind down yeah, low for sure. Like the Charles Barkley round mound of rebound. Yeah. Shout um, out Charles. Hope he's okay. I can't find their all-time roster because I'm dumb and I'm going to stop looking for it because I have a podcast to do. Yeah. So. Uh, definitely a tough one, I would say. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of any, like, tall goalies the Avs had. There are none that are, like, insanely tall. There's no Ben Bishops out there or anything like that. But I would not be picking Phil Sove. <laughs> I wouldn't pick the suave man either. Or Tommy Salo. <laughs> good. I'd pass. I, I don't think I'd pick any of the goalies, but we can I mean Wall would might be my coach. He'd be an interesting basketball coach. Yeah. He'd be pretty fiery. Yeah. Because yeah. that kind of personality really plays in the NBA. Yeah. 
All right. Well, one person who needs to hit up our sponsor, Green Mountain Dental Group, is Gabe Landisgog. Dude. After that last game. What a man. I know. He's got, like, missing a tooth. He's got, like, the blood on his He's face. And it was just, Smiling like, on yes. the bench. <laughs> All right. Get you. This That's, is a regular season game, Gabe. Like, when you know you're 4.5 at best on a scale of 1 to 10 is when Landy smiles after having a tooth blown out and still is like, oh, okay, he's just way hotter than he's me. Just, like, the guy's just a smoke show. Yeah. He, there's no competing with what that. What a jerk. So, I just kind of. Ex- is there any circumstance in which he is not like the borderline perfect human I'm being? Satan. It's ridiculous. This, this conversation is going to make me drink. All right. Well. If you're looking for a free Sonicare toothbrush right now, what you're going to want to do is go to Green Mountain Dental Group and sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam. And they'll get you all hooked up. They're super convenient. 15 minutes away from downtown Denver. You'll be all set. Hit them up. Longtime sponsor. We love them here. I need to go actually soon as well. It's been a minute since I've been to the dentist. So I got to get my teeth cleaned. Look clean and shiny for these videos. Green or shiny? What videos? We're making one right your, now. Your Avalanche Weekly Breakdown? No, I got a bunch of videos planned. Still no hockey. Then you just walk out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no update. Oh, jeez. Uh, no, I got plenty of videos planned. Don't you worry. The content will keep coming. Uh, I was thinking more like these type of videos, but yeah, it's true. We do have. We've already talked about a million things that we're, we're going to be doing. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. Next. <laughs> this one comes from Sean Hubert. I probably butchered your name. Hubert. 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 I, I'm not French. Me neither. Can you talk about the culture change that has taken place in the last couple of years? The Avs winning despite all their injuries, showing they can either win talent or just pure hard work. It's impressive. So remember a couple of years ago when the Avs signed Matt Calvert and there were some people who made fun of me because I said this is – like, regardless of what he brings to the ice, this is a super high-character guy that people are absolutely going to love. Kind of. That's where it matters. Yep. That's where it plays. It doesn't play to us so much as it plays in the room. There's a certain level of expectation that, that gets set when those guys come to work every day and you see a super try-hard like Matt Calvert going out there and doing – absolutely crazy stuff with his body to try and win a game, it raises the level of accountability on a day-to-day basis in a locker room. It raises the expectations of what kind of effort level you put in because if you're not putting in an effort level that's akin to what that guy is, you're doing a disservice to yourself, you're doing a disservice to the team, and everybody in that room knows it. You can't hide when guys like that are on your team. The effort just doesn't lie. For sure. It's and I think that's where it starts, is going out and getting a couple of guys like that. Because guys like McKinnon, guys like Landeskog, guys like Johnson, they survived poor locker rooms, and they understood what a lack of accountability looked like. So all of a sudden, it was like, okay, well, how do we create this different culture? Do we need to uproot the entire thing? Or do we just need to start bringing in certain kinds of players that we hadn't been targeting? And now you have a guy like like Val Nachushkin shows up, and I think that part of the reason that they have gotten the best and what they've gotten out of Val Nachushkin is because that locker room pulled it out of him. Because he was having the same problems the first month of the season, 
as he had in Dallas, where it was an inconsistent effort. Yep. He just he just didn't look fully engaged, and it was like you're going to lose your job. You are going to lose your job, and I think that that locker room, along with the coaching staff here, helped pull out that player that we see every single night now, the one that's committed and the one that works hard and that does so many little things well. I don't think that that happens without the locker room kind of raising him up like that. Yeah, I I definitely think that's part of it. I mean... Obviously, it's culture's a hard thing to build, right? And it's a there was nowhere to go but up after the sixteen seventeen season, right? It, it, the entire team had clearly given up at the end of that year. I I would say before that, the final Wah year, yeah, because there there was that game um, about there were, there were nine or ten games left in the season. They were fighting with Minnesota for a playoff spot. Minnesota came into Colorado. And smoked the it abs. It wasn't even a game. Yeah. And smoked them. That, I think, was the low point of locker room and consistency and character and accountability. It happened under Waz Watch first and then bottomed out because the season ended. You remember they ended that season like 9 and one or something. Like They yeah, were they just completely they were tanked. They yeah. were absolutely atrocious in the final 10 games of that were. If they, and so was Minnesota. And they ended up basically clinching a playoff spot because neither team could win a game down the stretch. And that was the end of Waugh, and I think that was the end of them listening to him. Uh, that was the end of his message. That was the end of him as an effective uh, communicator with the players. And I think that that had a toxic effect on the locker room and that the whole thing just sort of degraded to the point where the next season there, there yeah. were no expectations. It was It was – Part of the coaching staff was was with the new guy and left yep. over, and it was a total mess. And he just and Wa just said, "I'm done. I'm out. You guys aren't going to get rid of the guys that I want to get rid of. You're not going to bring in the guys that I like, and you're not listening to me. I'm not. I'm not. I can't coach this anymore. I can't be a part of this. Good luck." And the Abs had to pick up the pieces for a year. Yeah, and then did. And then you bring in guys like Kerfoot. You bring in guys like Comfort. You bring in Tyson Jost. You know, the high-character, really hard-working type of guys. And then you do add in, you know, you had a Blake Como that first year. And then you you swap him out for a Matt Calvert, who's a very similar kind of guy. All of a sudden, everyone's holding each other responsible. Exactly. And, and, and all of a sudden, just there's a different sort of camaraderie. There's a brotherhood that forms and not a room full of individuals. It yep. became a team. Uh, that really gelled, and then obviously it really helps when you have a superstar that breaks out and who also has a maniacal work ethic. Before, it was just work ethic, and then when it translated into an insane on-ice production uh, MVP caliber season, it just, I think that helped transform everything. Exactly. The top-down, it starts at the top because he's working so hard, and look at what he's achieving, and look at this breakthrough. Look what happens when you keep working hard. I think that also brought the best out of Landy. That set the example for Miko. Uh, and and it just sort of, they just sort of fell into it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like the Four loco of Breck Brew. It's just a normal beer. but It's it, very tall it does, and colorful. It is, a, it is a tall boy. It's colorful. It gets you 50% off the lift ride if you can find the Encore. Yeah, does Four loco do that? No. 
That's what I thought. It's better than Four Loco. I haven't had a Four Loco in years and years and years. I've had like two ever, and they were both with Jesse. Nice. In Vegas. <laughs> Sounds about right yeah. for a Four Loco. Yeah. Um, we got them at a Walgreens. <laughs> nice. I love Vegas. Next question comes from Gregor, the man, the myth, the legend, who does our outro song for the yeah. Um His question is, what would you think if they started the playoffs with no more regular season games but go by point percentage to determine the standings? We actually talked about this off the pod the other day. Yeah, cool. Uh, Vancouver jumps Calgary for third in the Pacific. Minnesota and Winnipeg are out of the playoffs. The Isles get in in the East. Perfect. They want to do that. That's fine too. It's. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm open to a pretty much any any reasonable solution here. Whatever brings it back, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, man. Like I, I don't think that I don't know that there's a solution that they could come up with that I would be opposed to. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder how much of that is because Colorado was firmly in whatever solution they come up with. Would you be a? Uh, here's one that you could be opposed to. They just take the top two teams and play the cup. Boston um, and Boston and St. Louis get to play for the cup. I mean, why? Because then the Avs don't get in so, when they're the third best team in the league. Um, yeah, I might be opposed to that because I mean you're not winning anything at that point, right? And I would I would have the problem of Colorado and St. Louis were supposed to play each other in Game eighty two. Right. And St. Louis finished with the one extra game and Colorado had a every tiebreaker advantage. Yeah. And so I would I would definitely have a problem with that. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay would too. Yeah. Because Tampa Bay I think Tam Tampa Bay would be leading every other division except right. the central. Well, and not only that, Tampa Bay is saying, look. We took the first half of the season off right. because we wanted to save right, something for the playoffs. We learned from last year, and we were like, we don't care about the first yeah. three months of the season. You guys told us not to. <laughs> so I think I yeah I that's why I think if they were going to do a, a, an abbreviated playoffs, that top four would make most sense. Just especially because it's two west and two it, east. It can't be that hard to get to top eight. I would think. But I would also find like play a best of three in the top eight if you have to or whatever. But yeah, whatever. That's fine, too. I don't care. So just bring it back. We don't care if it's point percentage yeah. or what. But That's right. Just please, please. <laughs> this is day two and this already sucks. <laughs> uh, Gregor asks how my trade tree video is coming. Depends on which one you're asking about. There's one that I've been working on for way too long yeah. that I have not put out there. I've heard a lot about this trade tree video. It's like almost done, but now that there's no hockey, I can finish <laughs> it. <so. laughs> no, you're, we're going to be too busy playing Rocket League yeah, now. Right. Sorry, i got to play video games, guys. We're going pro. Um, speaking of which, gotta our, go pro in something. our final question from Ryan Oldford. If you could have a remake of any old video game, what would it be? Oh, I was thinking about this this morning. A like completely 4K version of Morrowind. Oh, that would be sick. That would be so amazing. <sighs> I was thinking, I was thinking a 3D uh, version of Earthbound would be awesome because yeah, that'd be cool. that game is <laughs> that game is so nuts. It's got great music. It's got incredible writing. Amazing characters. The wildest story. It's super clever. It's really fun. It needs some polish in terms of its combat and and how they do certain things. Like you've got to have HP bars. You have to know 
how much help the guy you're fighting has so you know what to do to him. Like, there's got to be some modern updates, but, like, I feel like a 3D remake where you're kind of kind of in, like, the like the Super Mario 3D mold, you know, very cartoony yeah. and silly and lovable and an open world where you get to wander around and do everything. I think that would be so cool. Um, there are two games that I would say. Number one is Perfect Dark. Oh. My man. With like modern graphics. Dude, that game was everything. I'm saying. That was where my, my group of friends played Perfect Dark and not 007. We did not play Golden I was very much a 007 player, but Perfect Dark was awesome. If only for the bots that would yeah. like end your life. <laughs> Dude, those walk around a corner dead. Yep. And you're just like, this isn't even fair. <laughs> they know where I am. Yeah. They're the computer. They're right. cheating. Start a round against the highest difficulty. Wait four seconds. Dead. Yep. Don't even move. Just wait. <laughs> dead. Respawn. Dead. <laughs> so that would be probably my number one remake. My second oh, one so good. is a game called Eternal Darkness. Uh, really? Just because it was a total mind bender the first time I played that <laughs> game and everything started going haywire <laughs> and it's like, the first blue screen. Yeah, it, it goes black and it comes back and your save file is gone yeah. and you're like, oh yeah. my god. Your save file has been corrupted yeah. and you're like, what? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Back when back when memory card space was very valuable. Yeah, like, and that just happened sometimes. Yep, it did. Like, it would just, it happened to one of my Animal Crossing files and. Then I, it's gone. It was just like, gone. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that that is that is a a mind bender is a very politically correct way to say that. Yep, a very PG podcast way to put it. <laughs> That's because exactly what it is. It was that game. The, that game was insane. Um, going back to our uh, bring NHL hits back. Oh, absolutely. The NHL, yeah. the NHL franchise is whatever it is, but like NHL hits was amazing. Get a couple of people together today, online three on three. Could you? So I mean, sick. could you imagine in in our, in the bar? NHL I'll, hits. I'd never leave. Like it'd just be Rudo versus the next man up. Right. <laughs> NHL like hits. this. Well, this is what it's gonna be like when Creaseman comes back from Arizona and he's playing MLB the Show and just rolling nerds. What are you reading? Uh, no, Gregor's talking about Arkham Asylum that had a little bit of the oh the mind bending. Great game. Yeah. Really out of nowhere game. Yeah. That. Because it was like, oh, Batman game, like uh, it's kind They've of never s- been super never been hot great. To that point. Like, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, it was kind of just sort of like the movies, the the Nolan yeah, movies, where exactly. you're like, Batman's amazing Wait, now. This is dope. Yeah, this is incredible. What happened here? <laughs> all right, so I let's, guess let's guess let's get out of here. Let's we, go to the bar. Yeah, we kind of made a video game pod. To some extent, we got some hockey in there. Yeah, um, but that's gonna do it for all of us. Uh, as AJ said, we will be at the bar in a few hours here. Yeah, I believe it's around three o'clock. Yeah, it's about three o'clock. So we'll be there early. Bar yeah. opens at five thirty. If you want to come say hi, we would appreciate you coming down. You know the drill. We love you. Thanks for the support. We'll be here five days a week, even yeah. with hockey gone. We got you. So yep, we're not going anywhere until Monday. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>